So today, before we get into our show, I would like to shine a light on Veteran Lawn Service. So give a quick moment to give this next ad a quick listen to if you're in the Little Rock area. Matter of fact, even the Century Arkansas, because he does travel. Hi, is your lawn giving you trouble? Well, let us serve on the front line for you. Here at Veteran Lawn Service, it is our duty and our honor to serve you. Just give us a call at 501-766-7332. Alright, cool. I'm recording right now. I'm gonna let you introduce okay. yourself. <laughs> okay, um, I am Sanjay Johnson. Okay. I am originally from OCO, Arkansas. Oh, I am Seminole. Yes. <laughs> um, I am 26 years old, and currently I live in Little Rock, Arkansas. <laughs> okay, okay. I know you tell so I got some growth because I mean as we from being from Blythe we used to hate OCL anyway so yeah. Well, I mean I was in Blythe from my fourth grade year mm-hmm. all the way up all the way up until my senior year so that was sad right there I moved back <laughs> to OCL. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, uh, tell us you know what I'm saying like I said I met you through like I said the Let's Talk bro. And like yes. I said, you had an interesting case, but before we get into that, I yes. want you to um, kind of guide me through your um, your discovery of yourself and, you know, your journey through that whole process from a young man or, you know, to, to a young adolescent to now. Because what I think what happens is we have this stigmatism of if someone is gay, it's because someone played with them or molested them or, you know, something yeah. had to happen traumatic right. for them to choose to be this way. So I want you to kind of debunk that lie. Okay. And for one, you know, they, you know, have this thing of um, a gay person, and particularly gay men, as pedophiles. Yeah. For yeah. one, that's why they always, you know, ask, you know, where you touched as a boy. They want to ask if you know, a woman touched you. Mm-hmm. That was actually if a man touched you, in a sense, which, which is that that's that's not the case for me because yes, I was molested, but it, but it was not by a man. It was by two females actually. Damn. So you know to debunk that lie, you know that's all, that, that speaks for itself that you know that you know being molested does not determine. You know your, you know sexual orientation. <laughs> you know because I know people that are straight that have been molested by the same sex or or the opposite sex. You know so. So what what do you what do you believe is wrong with being like what in your in your in your thoughts and expression? What do you believe people perceive something wrong with being gay? Because I don't under, I legitimately don't understand it, and especially like I said like we just said well, with for one enough for one that has you no know, who are having the religious background because of course you know they mentioned that me and my brother you know as you know now he's my brother we were raised in the church you Mm -hmm. know for most of all our lives so you know we had those teachings you know you know you know god made um adam and eve not adam and steve you know stuff like Mm -hmm. that whatever you know um 
you know, they always use the, the reference of two men, but you know, as again, as I mentioned, women don't really get the flag. You know, it's always in the sense celebrated for the most part, or you know, sexualized or 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 accepted in mm-hmm. the sense for the most part. But um, but yeah. That's it right there. <laughs> you're fine. No, you're doing fine. I understand. People, you know what I'm saying? I, bruh, I'm telling you, now, you were doing awesome. You're doing awesome. You're doing awesome. Okay. Yeah, but, um, yeah, that's, you know, pretty much, you know, the I guess the, the misconception, you know, people really think that, because basically, I said, based on their, you know, religious background, basically, what, you know, we Can you speak on a tad bit? You can't hear me now? Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to make sure the microphone no, pick you up. But, um, you know, we were, you know, basically it's the religious background, I believe, for the most part, mm-hmm. you know, for those, you know, especially, you know, in what they believe in, which is fine, you know, but, you know, I don't believe, you know, should demean the other person that's, I would say, not like you or basically straight, you know, they, um, believe that just because a person is gay or two men, you know, a woman that, you know, that they can't have children and stuff like that. I'm like, yes, we can if we want to. We want we can have children. Um, and also, there are actually there are actually gay men that, that that actually do have children. You know, and actually some are married to women. Mm-hmm. You know, and basically they're on a the DL basically. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah. So that's you know, that's a lot of misconception, and I believe that the church in the sense is. You know, I don't want to say responsible, but you no, know, they they burst the idea of you know DL men. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. I love how you've pretty much said females in the uh. So I can't remember that post exactly, mm-hmm. but how they talk about they hate DL men, they hate bisexual men, they hate gay men, and then turn around and say they got a problem with. Toxic masculinity, but they just perpetuated it. Like, and I think that goes back to the whole double standard. And most women don't realize. Well, I don't think a lot of people realize, especially coming from my area. Well, well, yeah, I would say maybe you know rural areas or country areas or whatever. But like in cities, Mm -hmm. you know, women they are no more accepted or understanding of it. Just I believe on what what you're introduced to or your education or your experience. You know, you a person will understand more or get it. You're right. You're right. And I, I, it was, a, um, like I said, when I got here in 2007, after, like I said, I graduated in six and did, like, did a semester, my uh, fall semester in Monticello, and then I ended up coming here to Low Rock in 07. It was a culture shock to me because um, I transferred to Arkansas Baptist, and I had never seen, you know what I'm saying, um, lesbian women openly like that. Like, what would you refer to as studs or however, you know, the correct terminology you call it. I didn't understand it. It was shocking to me, you know, because in Blyville, our small areas where we're from, you hear the whispers, you hear that and you that, but I never had seen it out in the open like that. Uh-huh. And what was funny, like, my homeboy, one of the, the guys over here that I was cool with at the time was from, I'm like, I'm like, damn, that's like lesbian network. He was like, what you mean? I was like, y'all used to this? He was like, bro, this is nothing. Like, this is, this is normal. I was like, well, not where I'm from. This is, this is like, this is like, Seeing a, you know what I'm saying, a, a blue cow or something. This is something that I've never seen before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's kind of... Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, even for me, you know, I, I don't want to say that it was a culture shock when I moved 
moved here to Little Rock for myself, but in a sense, I was, I found very, very small connections when I was basically in Blyville. Mm-hmm. You know, I knew a guy who was just like me, and we hung out a lot because that's the only person that I could basically relate to mm-hmm. or, 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 or felt comfortable enough to be around and to express myself and to, you know, mention things to without any judgment or different things like that. So, you know, I got that kind of sense of an idea of what it was, you know, regarding to lesbians. Um, not sure, but I knew that it was out there. But, you know, that's one of the things that were out. As soon as I graduated from high school, mm-hmm. I left for OCLA. This is the first thing smoking. I can't blame Yeah. I can't blame you. I don't miss that shit at all. <laughs> no. And, um, yeah, so when I came here, um, I, I'm not going to lie, I did wild out. You know, I, I really, really did. I was finding myself, mm-hmm. really, really finding myself, you know, because at home, you know, I really couldn't be myself. Yeah. At all. So, yeah, I made, of course, made some bad, very bad decisions that I regret, but those were learning, learning lesson, you know, from, from, you know, knowing what to do and how to deal with people and stuff like that. But I like to say, I think it's the same, it's the same premises, you know what I'm saying, a heterosexual, because I did the same, I wired out too. Like, I, I mean, I'm talking about like, I, it was just something new. I had, I had freedom, a little more, a lot more freedom. I did and came how I wanted to, you know, it, it was just something new. And, you know, made a lot of bad decisions myself. So, hello? Yeah, I'm, I'm okay, I'm like, shit, okay, damn, I'm like, damn. Yeah, I so yeah, I, I totally understand exactly where you're coming from in that situation. Oh, yeah, so, um, yeah, but also, it was a, another post that I, um, that I did mention, mm-hmm. I think I also, I also posted on my, um, Personal page, and mm-hmm. that's that's why I thought you wanted to have this interview. Because oh, most I most I wanted to say I, I did want it. I do wanted to. If you want to go ahead and talk about it now, but I still like I said, I just wanted to more learn more about you because you know I didn't want to make it seem like a Channel Seven report. You know, what I'm saying. Oh, I, you know? Look, I, I, I've I've done a lot of news articles, so I'm used to it. You know, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. I just want you know know about you more about you and you know what I'm saying your story and make it unique oh, yeah, to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for with me, so. I would say me knowing that I was different. Of course, I didn't have the I did not have the vocabulary for it. Yeah, I'm definitely not a language. Yep. Um, but I would say I noticed around, from my memory, it had to be I want to say elementary, mm-hmm. like third, third grade. Okay. okay. Yeah, from my memory. Um. Yes, and I would say I didn't start acting out on acting out on it until, um. Well, let me reverse. Okay. So, I remember a time where I was in elementary school. I think it was East Elementary in Oceola. No, it was east or west. I think it was west. Whatever. Mm-hmm. They had sec- they had second and third grade, um, by by the park. I remember riding the bus home, and I was taunted by my classmates or whoever, saying that 
you know, Sanjay got a boyfriend. I'm like, while I'm being taunted, I would never forget that I was taunted. I did not know what any of that was, but apparently mm-hmm. kids knew what that was. Mm-hmm. And I was being taunted, you know, even though I didn't have a boyfriend. I ain't know, I ain't know what the world that was in. So why do you, why do you think they knew what it was and you didn't? Yeah, exactly. And it, it happened where I never forget that my cousin, she got a whooping mm-hmm. because <laughs> cause technically we graduated together. We were in the same class in mm-hmm. uh, 2011. But I remember, uh, I think, I think I told my auntie or something happened. I don't know what happened, but my auntie found out and my cousin got a whooping for that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I never forget that. But the other kids, like, I, just me, I'm just me thinking back on. I'm like, they knew what it was, but I didn't. Even yeah. though I knew I was different. Yeah. And that's a part of you no know, that that was meaning that everything was sexualized. They knew what it was. Like it, was, it sounded like it was, like it was being pressured on me in a sense. You know, like shit. You know, like I, I don't know if you ever seen that just, movie Moonlight, but some it's pretty much probably something like that in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. No, it's. Yeah, and I, I just find it crazy yeah. that like somebody else can see something different in you. Maybe because maybe the way I walked in, mm-hmm. or basically I was just different. I really don't know my mannerisms as a child because I was just busy focused focus on being a child. Being a child, yeah, you wouldn't worry about yeah. No, I was not. I knew I was different, but and, and as soon as I was taunted, I knew that in a sense this, this is something that I have to hide yeah. and be careful about. Yeah, now, cool. so I went to all of my you know, adolescence years, elementary, you know, intermediate school, you know, middle school and stuff like that. I just started acting out sexually mm-hmm. you know, until I would say maybe late intermediate or, or, or middle school. Mm-hmm. And then I would say full blown out, of course, high school or whatever. So I basically I started too early. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I started out too early. And you know, that's one of the things that people really don't. You know, kids know well. Adults our age don't talk about how early we were introduced sexually to things by if it was being molested mm-hmm. or, or experimenting or being peer pressured by our own peers. Yep, you lying. You lying. Damn, yeah, you lying even, yeah, even though I, I wasn't peer pressured by my own peers, you no, know, regarding to you know, you know, having sex with the same sex. Yeah, but, you know, it, it was very, very. You know, like in my face, um, I, and, and I was, as I mentioned, though, like in middle school, high school, that I used to be, you know, picked on because of my sexuality. Mm-hmm. It was mainly, you know, my middle school years, but high school, I wasn't really messed with mm-hmm. or picked on, you know, in a sense, or whatever. Up until my senior year, when I moved back to Osceola, it got bad, but. We'll talk about that later. Okay. But um, to my um, high school years, mm-hmm. starting at um, Blavel, um, I, I don't. I didn't really. I didn't really um, do as much. I nibbled a bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did. I really, really did, you know. But I would say after my sophomore year, then I got the taste of what it, what it really, really was. Okay. But I still kept it a secret, of course. Mm-hmm. You know, being active in church, small town, you just 
You gotta suppress that. You gotta suppress the type inside of yourself because don't nobody understand that. And I think I think more people understand it. I just th- I think it's just one of the situations where it's taboo, where nobody likes to talk about it out in the open, like it's not there. But realistically, more than half of the church and people in that area are indulging in this. They just yeah, want to act like it don't. Yep. That's why I definitely realized that you know, as I mentioned, I was mentioning to my brother, you know, because I'm like he knows me like the back of my hand, mm-hmm. and he knows the experiences that I had with particular people mm-hmm. now that will remain that that will remain a nameless mm-hmm. <laughs> I won't say it but he was like what I'm like yes it happened and um, the guys that I did mess around with I will say I would say it's sad to say but to me I thought I was wrong or you know just whatever mm-hmm. trust it but the guys, they were, they were older than me I'm when not, I was in high school. I'm not surprised. I'm legitimately not surprised. Yeah, and then, you know, I'm hearing other stories with no straight guys, how they were, or straight girls or whatever. They were involved with people older than them out of high school. I'm like, oh, so I guess this is normal, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's what I was thinking then. Well, it's, it's funny you say normal because... Um, I didn't understand. I didn't understand the gravity of the that that whole download movement or just keeping things under wrap until I was working at Kroger's with a guy that was gay, and we got you know so we got real cool. And man, I'm telling you right now. And he said, and I got to ask. I was like, so how like how do y'all know who's gay and who's not gay? You know, because so, I was just because I wanted to know. And he said, Reggie, between me and you. He said, bro, we know. And he was like, nine times out of ten, it's the people that's coming to us that you would never, ever guess. And I'm like, I'm thinking like, now. And he told, he and he, point, and he pointed to one of the guys and showed me the receipts. And I was like, really? He said, Reggie, this happened way more than you think. Yes, it, it actually does. Um, I remember... I was at Walker's Park, you know, Walker's Park with a duck there. Yep. <laughs> Damn ducks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, but I was, I was walking the park because I always walked the park and run mm-hmm. in high school. That's what I used to do because I, I, I played football and track during that time. Mm-hmm. And so I always go just, just to be doing something. So it was this guy that I don't think he was married at that time, whatever. But, and honestly, I don't know if he appeared to be straight or not. I just don't know. Mm-hmm. But the conversation we were having, I was very aware that he wanted to engage with me. Yeah. And, of course, I fell into it, of course, you know. But, <laughs> yeah, and there, were, there, are, there are other incidents where it basically it's by conversation. Because mm-hmm. you know, back then, you know, we you know, I guess we didn't really have like websites or chat sites. No, no it was yeah, it was straight face to face. It was more. Yeah, a, it was face to face. It would be you no know, yeah. basic human action. You had basic, to like get basically you know dealing with you no know, a DL man or or whatever. Mm-hmm. It, it it really had to be like a random encounter for you know something like that to like happen. You know, you know with another you know openly gay guy whatever yeah. you know um, and now it's like easy access because they're like chat sites and apps and you know people can chat on and stuff like that whatever mm-hmm. like, you know I yes I was definitely approached mm-hmm. um, 
by or say, oh, man, there was another guy that, well, and here's another thing. Um, there are some guys that you just know that are gay, but they are married mm-hmm. to women or whatever. Um, I was in high school still. I think it was my junior year or whatever. So I'm not proud of it, but it's something that ha- did happen. Mm-hmm. So I became sexually active with this guy who mm-hmm. was actually married. But you, he was very, I'm like, feminine. I'm like, how come someone didn't, like. <laughs> it's, <laughs> ob- it's obvious, you know. The- it's because now he's out. I mean, I mean, he just, he's out there. But I'm yeah. like, I really believe that it, you know, because I knew that his setting was in church. Yeah. So that's one of the things that, you know, I know that I, I would say not, I would say excuse him, but I, I understood, you know, what it was then. And I think he had a, he has a child, I'm not quite sure. I believe he does, but yeah. I think, yeah. It's probably one of the situations where he was struggling with that shit his damn self and finally said, fuck it. Yeah, I, I, I would say he just got tired of it, you know, that, and, I, and I know a lot of men that, know that once we're married to a woman you know they told me that during that process that they wasn't happy mm-hmm. you know so I'm like yeah I can definitely understand <laughs> so man let's go ahead and talk about the post you made on your page you know so I want to dive into that okay um basically the post was about you know how basically understanding that any marginalized group you know has their issues mm-hmm. but i want to focus on our race which, which is the black race okay and how and how we are so you know why do we you know dehumanize or outcast people that you know that are different from us and why we do it so harshly basically regarding you know you know, people who are, of course, gay, or especially transgender, mm-hmm. or, you know, um, it, it, sometimes, you know, I see it where, where women, they'll bash men for being, you know, no good niggas or whatever. Then mm-hmm. I see men calling other women, you know, bitches and stuff like that. You know, yeah. so like that. I see it's, it's done so harshly all, all around the clock in different areas, you know. And basically, I, I just, and, and also regarding, you know, things that we need education on. Yes, yes. You know, regarding, mm-hmm. as I mentioned, you know, with um, HIV and um, AIDS and um, HIV criminalization that people don't even really know about. Hell, they don't, a lot of them don't even know the fucking difference. Yeah, a, a lot of them, they don't know the difference. They think it's the same thing, A lot, of, especially with um, HIV criminalization. You know, that's one of the things that harms us the most, people of color, black people, yep. you know, the most. And people, they are very, you know, uneducated or, or, or just don't know about it mm-hmm. itself. So, you know, especially with dealing with HIV, you know, um, of course, sex is, is happening. It's most, most definitely happening. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the misconception, you know, about you know, HIV and AIDS, Yes, we know the history of it, the unfortunate history, yeah. you know, where there were a lot of you know gay men at that time, and, and the women too, you know, um, along the way mm-hmm. that passed away, you know, and, uh, and I would say there was a lack of you know testing 
for sexual education back then, I believe so. And even now, even though times has changed with medicine, you know, a person who's on their medicine that that is HIV positive. Can do it, and we'll learn. We'll live a normal life. Yes, no, you'll, you'll, you know, of course you'll live. You'll become undetectable. That's the term for it now. Mm-hmm. Yes, and you know you can still have children. To where your children or your sexual partner will won't contract the virus, so that's one of the good things about it. And also, there is a appeal that prevents you from getting HIV. I think I've seen the commercial. I think I've seen the commercial. It's called PrEP. Yeah, yeah. And so it's, it's a it's a lot of you know, you know, it's, it's a lot of advances from the you know eighties in the early nineteen nineties. <laughs> And like I said, if somebody, if, if most of us would just read, you know, maybe a science article here or there. Uh, you, that would be nice, <laughs> but no. I mean, I had, I, you're right, I had to say it. I had to say it. You know, I had to say that. You know, it, 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 it's true. A lot of times, uh, you want to keep something from black people, just put it in the book. We, mm, you know, we won't read it. Yeah. And I would say, unfortunately, people won't be educated or know about these type of things until it hits home for them. Oh, most definitely. Then they become they become like activists for it almost. Yeah, it's not really sometimes like an activist. And actually, that's what happened to me. And even though I was very educated by HIV and AIDS and stuff like that, mm-hmm. when I got hit with being you know criminalized mm-hmm. for my virus, then that's when I became more active because I did not know all the the you know the you know, um, levels of, of HIV criminalization until it happened to me. Okay, man, in fact, I'm glad you said it. So kind of walk me through the whole levels of that right there because I didn't even, I didn't even know about that. So, you know, so educate me real quick on that. Yes, yeah. Um, this happened, this started in 2017, actually, and it just ended this year in February. Okay. But um, basically, you know, I was charged with, you know, the charge was normally exposing another to HIV or something like that. I forgot what it was. Mm-hmm. But even if that's not the case, you know, and with that, you know, having my mug shot all over Facebook and stuff like that, that was very hurtful and embarrassing. That's fucked up, yeah. Because I'm, I'm like, who will put that out? First of all, who would be searching the the roster to see? I'm like, somebody must have been real bored. And all the motherfuckers do that shit all the time. It's called Mobile Patrol. Yeah. I've seen and, I've seen and, the motherfuckers talk about it all the time. And you know, as you mentioned, you know, as you mentioned about people reading or you know reading for themselves or being knowledgeable, you know, people didn't do that when they were sharing my mugshot. They just thought that automatically what they what I was charged for that I, that I actually infected someone with mm-hmm. HIV, did it on purpose and stuff like that, trying to make somebody sick. You know, people thought I was trying to kill a person because I'm, uh, because of my virus. I'm like. That stigma that, you know, if someone gives you HIV, you're going to die, stuff like that. And that's not the case because, yeah. you know, throughout the courts, you know, system, you know, I have to really, really prove myself that I did not infect this person. This person was already infected. He was just trying to find someone to blame. Yeah. <laughs> Most definitely. You know, because so someone who's knowledgeable, knowledgeable of HIV and, and how, it's, how it's contracted and how long it takes to show up in the person's system, they would know that he was already infected. But anyway, moving forward. Okay. Um, <laughs> I digress. <laughs> yes, moving forward. Uh-huh. You know, I had actual medical papers mm-hmm. saying that I was undetectable during the time 
of the sexual encounter that happened in 2015. <laughs> because, because it was only a one-time encounter, but during that um, time, I did go to my doctor for my normal checkups and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You know, it was saying that I was I was undetectable, which means again, you know, you cannot pass the virus on to no one. You know, and even the um, CDC has has came out with the statement saying that it's effectively 100% effectively you cannot pass on a virus from the uh, HIV virus to someone once that person is you know on their medication, stand here, stand on it, and mm-hmm. becoming undetectable. So that's science right there. You know, oh shit, you know, here we go reading again. God damn, man. Um, so, yeah, so um, with that, you know, I proved that in court, even though they really, really tried it, you know, based on the law of, you know, disclosure mm-hmm. you know, of if I, if I told him or not, which was not proven because, you know, um, there was no text going back and forth if I told him that was HIV positive or not. But um, but yeah, so I dealt with that for almost two years, back and forth with the pills, stuff like that, stuff getting denied, mm-hmm. you know, just, it was really crazy. That was a very hard time emotionally and mentally for me because that's something that I'm not, I wasn't used to. I wasn't used to the system. Mm-hmm. You know, that was trying to give me prison time, basically. Mm-hmm stuff like that so yeah that was that was pretty tough so how did you how did you make it through that whole process of having to deal with that <laughs> man to my belief you know a god mm-hmm. um my brother for one you know uh, another mentor of mine um who's 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 a, who's a very active person in the community mm-hmm. you know especially here in arkansas he's a good educator about hiv and aids and stuff like that Drop his name. Oh. Drop his name. He said what? Drop his name. Oh, his name is Cornelius Mavin. There we go. That's his name. Yeah, Cornelius Mavin. So I'm pretty much up under him. Just, you know, he's teaching me things and stuff like that. And, of course, I mentioned my brother, as you know already. Yeah. Um, so, so. Good, good, few, um, um, good few people here in Arkansas you know, that really supported me. That was actually around me, not from a distance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you know, actually, love to support from a distance. You know, and, yeah, that was actually around me. And of course, you no, know, I had you no know, outside support that I could not not have imagined. You know, from New York, from New Zealand. Damn. You know, people who who have donated to the fund to help me mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, California, you know, basically all. Basically, most of it came from outside of Arkansas. Oh, sure, of course. Um, to the point of, you know, getting my voice heard. Yeah. Um, because me staying silent, I believe that I probably would have died internally and probably physically. I probably would have died, you know, because I was very suicidal, especially last year. I was very suicidal. But, um, you know, getting my story out, writing articles so people, so people would know within the community or just anyone. You know that was very very helpful. Even though even the prosecutors or people that was no, because you no, know, you know, as soon as you like you know in a public case like this, they they watch your social media. And stuff yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know. They were, and, and they noticed that I was getting a lot of attention. You know, getting my story out. There were stories from left and right. You know, how to help. You know, how to help me out legally or with you know, with funds and stuff with money. You know it. 
educating people about HIV criminalization that is happening here in Arkansas, and I'm the victim of it, and just stuff like that. I would get a lot of articles, a lot of articles, you know, out there about my case, you know, in regards to to supporting me and education and basically awareness that this is happening in Little Rock. So, yeah. So my attorney during that time, she was telling me like, yeah, they they are really really noticing that you're getting a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. So so I guess that that pushback of me you know getting my voice out, I I, I, I would say that that in a sense I would say kind of helped my case mm-hmm. in a sense because you know um, the the result of it, I pleaded no contest, which means that nothing's on my record basically. See, people don't even know you can actually say that shit. So, but even though, but I do have to deal with um, five years of probation. Yeah. See, I hate to say that. I fucking hate that. I, I say I hate, I hate, even though in the situation where you pretty much proved that, you know, you were clean and clear of this situation, still, you got to yeah. get some consequence out of it. We just can't let you go. And actually, the, the prosecutor at first, it was told to me by my attorney that he wanted to drop the case, Thanks. period. But his superiors didn't, you know, want to let that happen or whatever. They had to find something. So basically, they dropped the charge from a felony, uh, a, a felony, mm-hmm. to a aggravated assault. That's the bullshit. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's what it is. And actually, it was another case that was just like mine. Mm-hmm. Actually, during my time, there was actually three just like mine going on but mine was the most public because I made my business to be public um yeah so basically when, when it all started in August of 2017 I made my Facebook page public because mm-hmm. I just I was determined somehow to basically tell my side of the story and not let others de- dehumanize me and make me a monster you know mm-hmm. of sharing basically sharing my mugshot saying you know all these hateful things and that they're saying called nasty ass faggot mm-hmm. you know, dick and stuff like that you know it's just and, and it was all coming from unfortunately our people black people that was hurtful I, I looked at all the comments even though I, I probably shouldn't have but I was just observing and taking data that every person that shared it or said something was black Yeah. And, and and out of and everyone, I believe this one lady, she was like maybe Hispanic or whatever, whatever. She was the only one, the only one that stuck up for me. And I think we're Facebook friends now. Mm-hmm. But she mentioned something that you know that because basically she has experience in in cases like these from wherever she's from. You know how people are convicted. Well, not convicted, but they're charged with something. Mm-hmm. It's actually not what it is. You know, so. So, so she was very understanding that, you know, that this charge, you know, was, you know, could be bogus, that that is not exactly what it says it, it is, you know, because I did not affect anyone or anything like that. So, yeah. That's <laughs> crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's very much crazy. And, and the thing about it, you know, these are the issues, as I mentioned, these are the issues that affects us the most. Mm. black people you know so 
actually got to get it together with this education and actually be in a place of wanting to learn, at least or try to learn, or at least we'll try to listen or and, and understand these different issues or a person who, you know, is a gay person, transgender or, you know, having proper sexual education and maybe get involved in politics even more. So yeah, how would that how would that how would that work with politics as well? Like you know what I'm saying? Get into that right there. Well actually um you know, as I mentioned, you know, HIV and AIDS, you know, it's it, it, it is politics. Mm-hmm. You know, because you know they gotta have they gotta have funding to help certain people with medicines and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, um they ask these these um, politicians or these people that are running for president, you know, how would they, you know, support or help those, or, or you know, basically, as you mentioned, um, as we've seen before, that the current president at this mm. at this time, he's mentioning about ending the HIV epidemic by 2030, mm-hmm. like that. and now we're asking them, how do you plan on doing that? You know, because you know, there are there are, there are certain places that that need resources, mm-hmm. and, and those resources, you know, does include money. Yeah, people tend to forget that. And education. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? So, if someone, and you know what I'm saying? And the reason why I'm asking this question is going to sound so stupid, but I'm finally realized that when you do shows like this, you can't just, you know, say this, say this, and not give a solution. So, if people want information, where should they go to look besides, you know, Google? But, I mean, could you direct them exactly where, say, you got somebody who's in a similar situation and they want to try to change, or they're being, you know, criminalized, how can they go about changing that situation or getting their voice heard? I mean, you're asking, like, if someone is actually basically being through the same thing that, I, that I've been through? Yeah. Oh, I would say, well, and being, you know, direct, I, there is a website is called ArkansasRats.com mm-hmm. or .org. I'm not quite sure what it is, but um, as I mentioned, one of the guys, Cornelius Mavin, he is in charge of that um, of the organization. So yeah, basically, it is called WW Arkansas Raps, which in the Raps is spelled R-A-P-P-S.com, and it gives you all the information you know, regarding HIV criminalization. Basically, you know, on each state, it gives you the laws that they have regarding HIV mm-hmm. or, or or the statute regarding HIV and stuff like that. You know, basically, you know, so you'll know what to be aware of. Not fearful, but aware, you know. I'm so, you always, you know, look at those laws and stuff like that. And, you know... Um, there are some tips for those who are HIV positive, um, gay, straight, woman, male, mm-hmm. transgender, whoever you identify as, black, white, Asian. If you're HIV positive, there are certain tips, even though I, I find one of them particularly dangerous and mm-hmm. hurtful still, which is basically, you know, when you are um, having to let someone know about your health status, um, and you can do, you can do it through a text, 
and that's dangerous because what if someone that is you know ignorant or hateful I'll screenshot it too yeah they can screenshot into your business basically like that's one of the things you know to be you know I would say kind of cautious about you're right you're right um even though for the most part people tell in person and the person don't have an issue with it but there's you know some people you know they back away which is which is expected you know whatever but um yeah i find that pretty dangerous but in a sense just in case you know someone tries to say you know you did this to them but you have proof well, well i did tell them yeah so um but also on, on the flip side um people really don't ask and people and people forget about the responsibility that they have for you know for themselves yep yep they, yeah. they expect you know you can't expect everyone to be honest with you yeah you're right that, that, that's that's one thing you cannot expect everyone to be honest with you and especially regarding to that let it you know the burden is always for the most part is the person that's positive to tell but what about the other person you know asking themselves or, or making sure or you know not just believing you know, if a person that you know, if you ask a person, you know, are you HIV positive, or you know, do you have any other S or STDs or whatever, and that person says no, whoever they are, and you just and you still take it upon yourself to speak with them without a condom, and now you have this STD that's curable mm-hmm. or not, and now you have to deal with it. Yeah. And, and sometimes the, that person honestly may not just know their status because they don't get tested or care to ask or know who they are having sex with. <laughs> you know, so, you're right. You, you, I mean, I'm telling you now, you most definitely right. A lot of people yeah. actually don't know. Uh, yeah, people don't really ask. They just assume. They see somebody they're attracted to. Yep. You know, they, get it, they, they get into the small talk or whatever, and then they, they in there. They having sex. They don't ask, you know, another person's status or whatever of course there are some that you know wear condoms which is great which is good but you know some just well most half people they, they don't they don't ask they don't engage you know with condoms they just go for it <laughs> you lying you ain't lying then get upset when you know con- when consequences come out but not the good consequences then it's a problem yeah but people forget you know no, no, that they, they are responsible for themselves. You cannot expect someone to be re- to be responsible or honest to you or for you. You know, you always got to make this up. You know, to be responsible. I don't care if you if you do care to have you know condoms. You know, have sex without condoms. If you if you want if you want that, go to the clinic together and get yep. tested. <laughs> yep, you know. Yep. Yep. I mean, there there are always a ways around it, you know. Stay stay getting tested because you know, especially if you know that you're not committed to no one and you you're I like having sex with different people or the same person, you know. Still protect yourself, you know. If you're not wearing condoms <laughs> or female condoms, so stay stay getting tested. I mean, but that that will be on you because you made it. That decision. That beautiful you know. word sounds like accountability. I love that word. I love yeah, accountability. That, that, that's, something, that's something that I had to do, especially when I found out that I was positive. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I was technically 19. And I found that like a few months after me and my brother lost our mom to cancer. Yeah, which so I, I found yeah. that out in the same year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. imagine what that year was like. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's probably fucked that year. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, that was in 2012. Damn. Damn, yeah. Damn, man. I kind of left me that speeches with that one, man. But I, I'm glad you made it out of that situation. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff I've been through, a lot that people just don't know. So I'm thinking about writing a book, maybe. Fuck <laughs> that. No, you should know. You, like, legitimately, you should. I'm telling you now, like I said, the second, like, I'm telling you, bro, when I seen your post, like I said, and, I, and I guess it's because now I'm in a different time, uh, different place in my life where I want to, I want to be educated more. And, you know, I want to, and I, you know, and like I said, maybe the term ally is a, is not the best way of saying it, but I understood that, okay, I don't understand, you know what I'm saying, that whole terminology and, you know what I'm saying, the same sex, this and that, but what I know is, legitimately, everyone should have a right to live how they see fit, and it's, it's not up to me to judge. And I think yes, when people, like, they don't agree with it, it goes back to what you just said, the whole sexualizing, you know what I'm saying, same sex, especially with men. And I'm like, okay. And, I, and like I said, once I really, really thought about it, like, okay, what is it do I have? A, what, what, what is my issue with gay people? And it, and once I really thought about it, I was like, okay, it's what I was taught. Because outside of that, no gay person has ever done anything to me. They've never talked talk ill to me. They've never, you know what I'm saying, talked bad about me. I mean, there's nothing that a gay person has ever done to me to make me be like, you know what? I don't approve of this lifestyle. Yeah, I mean, it's basically just, you know... I would say it's crazy now. I would say go about one of the things that I was taught, especially in church, was was to love. <laughs> people have a hard time doing that. You now people have you now their love is on certain conditions. It's not unconditional, yep. or you know stuff like that. You know, basically just showing kindness and love, genuine love. You know, and just and honestly, that really, really know draws people you know especially with all the craziness and evil that's going on in the world now people showing love still and kindness towards some, someone that's different from them that really does make a difference if it's dealing with race you know gender or sexual orientation or disability or whatever just being nice to folks being kind you know Showing us some compassion because we already have water here already. Exactly, <laughs> and, and, and that's my point. Exactly, we already have issues and obstacles. Why would we add something, another vice, to break us apart? Like that makes no sense. But I, my, I'm not, and I'm probably gonna do it on another show. I'm trying to truly understand what is the issue that women have with gay men, and what kills me about this situation is. I have been accused of being gay. And I'm like, okay, yeah. and I asked the woman, like, okay, why do you feel like I'm gay? Well, because, you know, most, you know, hey, I ain't never met a straight man that wanted to listen and talk to me and ask me how I felt. I said, okay, do you know how dumb that sound? Like, do you legitimately know how stupid that sound? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I've seen my own brother. Now, he mentioned that to me, that his sexuality was questioned because he was being an ally or sticking up yeah. for someone special like me. I'm yes! Like, one, he has a brother, which is me, that is gay, so he understands, you know, what's actually going on, and he, he cares to know, you know, to be open, so... 
Same situation. I'm telling you, I, I mean, I was in the I've same situation. People, I've seen people, especially women from posts that I've seen on Facebook or Twitter, or whatever, they will use, you know, the term gay or the, the sexuality as a insult to a man that's sensitive or that's thick enough for a person that's gay or transgender or something like that. I'm like, that is just so backwards. I'm like, because you're not also demeaning that person. You're also demeaning me also. And I'm like, why would you insult someone, you know, that, you know, basically insinuating in a negative aspect that this person is gay or they shouldn't know that they always want to use know the phrase of you know just come on now yeah oh man oh they love that shit i mean i'm sure they want to come out or whatever but the way that how toxic you know types of y'all are about this subject about you know gay men it's very discouraging and i hate it for the men that are dl i'm telling you i understand it i'm telling you that if i was a dl person there's nothing around me that would make me want to come out. There's nothing. I mean, you have a few, you have a few supporters, but for the masses, why would I want to come out to be ridiculed? And then the people that I thought would be my friend all of a sudden will stop being my friend. You know, people that were close to me and your family all of a sudden will stop, you know, being close to you. So yes, I mean, and, and that's why because everything is sexualized because they automatically treat you based on who you sleep with or you're attracted to. Yep. Yep. I'm I've heard men say, man, you know, uh, you know, I don't understand how these, these gay guys come up to me, they get to hitting on me and all that shit. I'm like, okay, okay. I mean, honestly, you should take it, you should just take it and run with it. Like, I mean, okay, they didn't know. It was a try. Go, I mean, there's no point of being unless deep down inside you wanted them to talk to you. I mean, in some cases, or half a time, that is the case, but, you know, I mean, it's just a gay guy, you know, they're just taking their chance. Because for one, I, I mentioned to my brother, socially, we gay men were, in a sense, suppressed on, you know, how we socialize because we were so in the closet. For me, as I mentioned, that I didn't have anyone to talk to or, you know, to, you know, where I could express myself. So basically, once I left, you know, home, I was, in a sense, able to express myself or, you know, talk to someone, mm-hmm. you know, even through, you know, in a sense, we're like confined to these apps or websites, you know, how we communicate. Because out of public, I wouldn't know how to approach a, a guy that I'm interested in or that I found attractive. And I may have wanted to get with him, you know, to know him or whatever, something like that. I, I wouldn't know how to do that. But you as a straight man, you could do that. Because yeah. you, you you don't have that, that limit You're right. or that, you know, boundary. <laughs> You're right. You're right. You're totally right. Of course, but, but, but for myself, you know, I, I do give compliments to anyone, a woman, uh, guys, transgender, hey, you look good, you're beautiful, you're attractive, whatever, and I go about my business. That's what I that's what I'll do. 
Yeah, but like I said, it's the it's the people that like really insecure, and all of a sudden they feel like every homosexual person wants to sleep with them or some yeah, other. Exactly. exactly, that's what again the fact of being sexualized. They always think that we want to have sex. No, sometimes it's actually just a compliment. You should just take it, and then and then there are some guys that a, a person's like ain't even hitting on them. And they automatically, well, you know, they better not come over here with that gay shit or, <laughs> I mean, or they may say, hey, bro, I know you gay and stuff like that, but, you know, don't fall for me or whatever. I'm like, dude, ain't nobody looking at you. Ain't nobody thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> mm, damn, yeah, I, I, I've had that, you know, numerous times where, like, you know, guys just automatically, hey, man, I'm not gay. I'm like, dude, I'm not looking at you. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was a, a guy at a, at a bus stop. I was waiting on my bus to go to work or mm. whatever. I had my headphones in. Had my headphones in. I'm just listening to music, not minding my business. And this guy, he kind of got my attention. I'm trying to see, like, okay, what does he want? I'm thinking he's finna ask me what time the bus come or whatever, you know. Yeah. Not a anything. And he all of a sudden tell me, hey, man, I need you to move on over. I ain't with that gay shit. I'm like, I'm like, oh, I see what it is. You noticed me. I didn't notice you, but you just want to try to start something. Yeah, yeah. So I did cuss him out, and I went by my business. I'm like, dude, go on, so I ain't finna move because you got my attention. <laughs> Yep, <laughs> which which says some deep something subconsciously. I'm telling you now, like I'm telling you, it, it's something there. I used to hear it all the time. They say, Reggie, if a dude is too against gays, something ain't right, Reggie. I'm telling you now. And I'm like, oh no, no. But like I said, after having a conversation and just asking questions, because I want to know, I'm starting to see it. I'm like, okay, a lot more men are gay. It's not that they just they, they don't know how to come out. They and they're afraid of how they're perceived. Yeah, that was that was my thing, you know, before I would say I would say I really didn't have to come out. Mm -hmm. It was just okay, we all knew, basically. It, it's that situation, hey, we all knew. Mm -hmm. Just nothing was never, you know, I would say said to me. Of course it was asked by peers, mm -hmm. you know. But, you know, of course, then I didn't want to be bothered with that because, yes, I knew. I just, I was still trying to cope with it. I was still yeah. trying to cope how to handle it, you know. Basically, I was waiting to get away so I could be myself, basically. That's why I left so quick after I graduated. <laughs> well, that's how it was for my younger brother when he finally came out. And everybody, I was, like, legitimately the only person that didn't act surprised. And everybody's like, oh, he's what? He he's what I'm like, okay, like this is something we all knew. Like I mean, what, why why are we acting surprised? Like, yeah, and even my own mom, she asked me hmm. after I think it was doing that summer after I graduated. She asked me, and I lied and I said no mm -hmm. because during the time she was sick, yeah. I just yeah, I just no, it was just a no. Yeah. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. So, man, before we wrap this up, man, go ahead and plug your business. Tell them how to find you. Most definitely got to shout your brother up because I'm proud of him as well. Oh, okay, my business. Well, my well, shout out to my brother, yeah. Shad Robert. Um, he's currently, because I mentioned earlier before, um, he's going to law school. 
to a his, historically black college. Shout out FAMU. FAMU. Yeah. Um, so he should be graduating maybe the next maybe three years mm-hmm. or two years. I don't know. He's smart, so he'll pass all his stuff, uh, all his exams and bar exams, stuff like that. But my business is called Catered Woods. It's spelled C A T E R E D Woods. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also do photography. So if you find that on Facebook, you'll see Catered Woods, Wood Art and Photography. I'll be I'll be doing this next April. It'll be three years since I've been doing this. And so what's with Cater Woods, what do you do with Cater Woods exactly? Uh, basically it can be with any um wood pack. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can be with letters or you know, breast cancer, paraphernalia, mm-hmm. um, certain Greek items. You know, I just design, draw on them and I paint them. Um and basically everything is customized. So um, anything that you want to be different with, you know, it could be your name or a baby shower or something that's you know, with Greek, um, just anything. Contact me and I could draw it out, paint it for you, bedazzle it, glitter, and ship it to you, or you're going to pick it up if you're here in the central Arkansas area. <laughs> dope, that's dope. Like I said, before I wrap it up, Sam, I want to really appreciate you even even opening up to me to share your story with me, man. I real saying I hate that I hate that you went through it, but you know what I'm saying. It's over. It's all over now. No, but it's a story, and you should write. You should totally write that damn book. I'm telling you now. You should write that damn. I'm telling you, man. You should. You literally should write that book. And I'm probably nine times on ten gonna get on your brother to make sure you write that book. I'm telling you now, like stories like that legitimately need to get out. And once, like I said, the little snippet, the little snippet that you had on your page, man, I went and looked up numbers. You know what I'm saying? I went and looked up, you know what I'm saying, one out of um, one out of seven people don't know they have HIV. You know what I'm saying? From what you said, it made me want to know more and educate myself more. The whole Arkansas rap thing, once once I get a chance, because I'm probably going to upload this next week, I'm going to upload this. I'm going to go look that up because I want to know more myself. Because yes. I, I had somebody else confide in me that, you know, they were HIV positive as well. Yes. So, you know what I'm saying? So once they told me that, it legitimately, because, you know, it's one of those situations where you always hear about it or it's a friend of a friend that you hear about or somebody you know that's down the line. But when someone I knew had, I'm like, okay, I just want to know. I want to educate myself. You know what I'm saying? For one, I even feel proud that someone even confided that in me. That, you know what I'm saying, felt comfortable enough to, because, to, you know, knowing that could have went either way. But, I, you know what I'm saying, I felt like they felt like I was trustworthy of that. And they yes. knew that I wouldn't overreact. So, you know what I'm saying, I took that as the, my my cue is I need to educate myself. And open, and you know what I'm saying, and open my big ass mouth and figure and help people figure this shit out. That's good. That's most definitely, you know, good. So, um, if you need the actual website, again, I can um, inbox it to you or most whatever. Definitely. Please do. Attach it, attach it to the video that, or, or the um, voice clip you're going to upload and people can go to it. Most definitely, most definitely. So, like I said, I know I keep saying, so it is this, you know what I'm saying, do you have anything that you want to say before I end the call? Um, well, I would say that I am very pleased and um, relieved and basically just, you know, happy for this moment 
because you know having this conversation well, conversation with a heterosexual man that is black I would say that is very important you know because there has always been that bridge especially for me personally even though I have a close relationship with my brother who is heterosexual you know I've always had this thing you know not having dialogue or or friendships or just conversation with someone you know of our race that is straight because I've always been that Oh, I know. I can only imagine you thinking about prior to calling. Like, shit, yeah. like, oh, how's this going to go? What's this motherfucker going to say? And, yeah. Yeah, so, and then the fact that you want to be more educated about, you know, this issue is, you know, it's inspiring me to, uh, for me to keep going, you know, to get to constantly get the word out and be open because something is being, you know, changed and someone is hearing it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's all. It, it just, I'm telling you, man. It it did. It really it set a fire in my ass to know. I want to know. And you can't like say you can't advocate. You can't advocate for your people, but then you keep doing. You know what I'm saying? Keep allowing dumb shit or ignorant shit to prolong. Like, I, I can't. I can't say that I want to grow and then continue not growing. You know, so I surround myself with people that don't want to grow. Yes, of course. So Sanjay, I want to appreciate your time. Well, I seriously want to thank you. I want to, you know what I'm saying? Hat off to you and everything you've been through. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. So I'm going to go ahead and end this right here, all right? All right. Thank so you, you have a lovely evening.